You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. So I, I talked to this girl, I meet her online and uh, talked for a little bit. It goes from texting to calling a couple times. We decide we're going to meet up and uh, go to a movie. And, uh, okay. So I meet her somewhere like in between like my, my town and her town. And, uh, we go, it's a smaller place. And, uh, I, I go to the movie theater and waiting for her. And I finally get a text that says she's inside when I, I had gone by and there was nobody like in the lobby. Like I did a drive by. And, uh, so I go in, I walk in and she's like in the front corner, like hidden away. And, uh, I walk up to her and I'm like, Hey, what's up? You know, like. Doing that awkward break the ice scenario when you first meet somebody, and uh, she like hugs me yeah. real quick and like turns away, like and is talking to me, like looking out the window, like and opening the door, and like just being real awkward. And she's cute, so it's not like you know, it was it was just odd, and uh, everything about okay. her actions were yeah. real weird. So that is very. I'm odd. like, hey, let's uh, see what movies are playing. We go over and like look at the the menu and whatnot, and uh, nothing's playing for probably like an hour and twenty minutes. So we have a lot of time to kill. And I'm like, shit, okay. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. I'm like, what do you want to see? And uh, she picks Edge of Seventeen, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's like a teenage movie. Yeah, I mean, it looked... I saw a trailer for it. It looked interesting, but it definitely looked like it was more geared towards like a younger crowd. Yeah, which this girl is a few years older than me, so that's what I was like, whoa. This is what you're going to pick? <laughs> okay. So, you know, of course, I'm like, I didn't say anything. I was just like, yeah, look, all right, can we have two to blah, blah, blah. And so we're, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And she just, like, walks out the door, and I'm, like, following her. I'm like, okay. And she's, like, goes to her car, and she's like, get in. And, like, we get in her car. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, where are we going? And she's like, you'll see. And I'm like, okay, maybe she, this girl's fun and adventurous. I'm like, okay, I'm down for this. Let's see what happens here. You know? And uh, yeah. she drives up the road and brings me to a girl's clothing store. <laughs> okay. Yeah, which I was like, okay, whatever, I'll roll with it. Like, I mean, people get nervous on first dates. Maybe she's just really nervous. So, like, again, like, running inside, I'm following her. And she starts, like, looking at stuff. And, like, out of nowhere, dude, breaks into an Irish accent. No joke. Okay. okay. Real loud, not like just talking to me quietly, like real loud, like fucking loud as could be through the store, like almost embarrassing. I'm like on my phone like, "Oh my god, I'm like what the fuck am I going to do here? What did I get myself into? This night's just begun." <laughs> You're captive. Dude, you, I'm like, stuck. I bought tickets you, to a movie already. I want to see the fucking I'm getting my money's worth in seeing this movie. <laughs> true well that and she's driven you away from your vehicle oh well that dude yeah that was the other part i was thinking too like i can't even lie like at one point i was like fuck i wonder how f i didn't pay attention to that, that too much i was like a little stoned i'm not gonna lie fucking i'm like oh i don't know how far away from my car i am hmm <laughs> oh man yeah so i'm like fuck uh i don't know this town that well it's it's a not a good scenario for me to begin with so we're, we're going around, she's doing a loud Irish fucking accent, she's buying shit, looking at shit. We go around the store like eight times, dude, like circling the store, she's touching everything, I'm like, oh my god. 
she goes and she's holding stuff and she goes keeps repeatedly going close to the doorway and setting off the alarm. Ugh. Yeah. Like on purpose almost? Dude, I was like, she has to be doing it on purpose. She did it three times and I'm like, give me that. Like, I'll hold it. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. oh my God, this is so awkward. Um, She's like talking to the little kids in the Irish accent like three to five year old kids and uh i'm just like oh my god this is gonna be the worst night ever (laughs) (laughs) so finally she pays for her shit talking to the cashier in an irish accent the whole time fake as fuck (laughs) oh my god which just made me so uncomfortable to begin with it's like it's like first date no like when we know each other like yeah i can like imagine you being weird like that's fine whatever like here or there but this is even like for knowing somebody very long like i don't know i guess i just can't imagine it first impressions are very important that's what i think yeah (laughs) that's what yeah so i try to be very polite and you know funny and witty like but like with boundaries (sighs) sane boundaries that i like to establish uh so we, we go back to the car um Dude, we spent an hour in the store basically. So the whole time we're waiting, we like, uh, you know, we showed up at the uh, the movie twenty minutes early or whatever. Um, that, it, that was so awkward. Like she like we're walking in and they have these snowman displays. Like they're like little stuffed snowmen that are like three or four feet tall. And she's like, oh, I have a story about those. And uh, she finally like broke I- her Irish accent like in the movie theater. And uh, I'm okay. like, okay, great. And she's like, not nobody's around really, but she still like didn't tell me. And like, so we finally go into the theater, and she like tells me she's like, I I, I came here and I collected every one of them, and I lined them up in the theater in its seats, and I put popcorn and like drinks in front of them, and took a picture, ha 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 ha, laughing. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh man, dude, this is like right out of a movie. Like at this point, I, I'm terrible at recapping the story. Like, thank God, I was stoned. No, you're doing a decent <laughs> job. This is like I'm sure I'm missing some of the key of points that were just like, whoa, going from level to level to level, raising the crazy meter. Um. So, so you get through the movie, or does she do anything else? As oh, I get through the as movie. The movie goes along. I get through the movie. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> People come in, like, to the movie, like, because we're the first people there. And then people start coming in, and she proceeds to say hi to multiple people. Like, hello, hi, hey, like, mad loud and obnoxious. And I'm just like, and she's a little girl. It's, like, very odd, dude. Like, so she, like, might have some mental issues. I don't know. Oh, man. And, uh... So, she keeps disappearing, too, as well. She, like, leaves the theater, like... I don't know, four or five times throughout the the whole movie. Like, it's very weird. And uh, one time she just comes back with, like, a ton of shit. Like, a ton of popcorn. Like, a drink for me, a drink for her. I'm like, whoa, like, what the fuck? And, like, mad candy and shit. And, like, dude, just goes to town. Like, fucking ridiculous. Like, completely comfortable in that way. So it's like, huh, she's not nervous. That kind of eliminates okay, that yeah. to me. So it's like, this is oh, just who she de- is. She's definitely not She's nervous. impulsive and a little, I don't know, a little bit much personality-wise. It's like I would have felt like I was on Punked or something, or Candid Camera 
something. Dude, I don't some know. Behind the scenes new MTV show. Yeah, like nothing Ooh. like she had acted like texting or talking on the phone, like you know, like but like completely like unreadable, unpredictable person and like when you're face to face, like what she's gonna do next is like kinda scary. And she's like just <laughs> a look- year into driving and she's older than me and like and like scared the fuck out of me driving. Oh man! Yeah, like edging up when cars are coming by doing forty-five or fifty. Like she's edging up the nose, like into the road. I'm like, oh god, oh god. (laughs) That's that that sounds like the date from hell. That they're just like terrible, terrible circumstance. Now I want I have to ask though, looking back on her like messages with you, if you change like the context or the inflection at all, does it? Yes. Bit more of her persona. Yes, because I had the illusion that she was just like a fun girl. Like, a lot of people are like just tired of dating, especially online dating. It's weird. Like, so people just like go go at it and like put flair, you know, like fucking talk wild and like whatnot. So it's like okay, they're interesting. You know, some people are interesting. Like, I've had dates where you met the person and they were witty and fun and it was you know cool. You know, but <laughs> some people are too interesting. Some people put a little too much spice on it. <laughs> oh man yeah so needless to say the Careful movie out. finally ends i don't remember any of the movie anymore because i came home and got obliterated because i was just like that was so awkward um <laughs> and uh yeah i just gave her a hug jumped in my car and was, like she gave me this death hug and wouldn't let me go it was so re- awkward i was like i hope she doesn't she, knew like... she was never gonna see you again probably probably and <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i ghosted I ghosted. Oh, I, dude, I, I don't blame out. you. I didn't even say a word. And I uh, would have. I'm a piece of I shit. I would have paralleled dimension <laughs> if that was possible. You know. Yeah. Like, don't even be in the same realm. So, like, <laughs> if anybody comes asking for me, I died. <laughs> yeah. I no longer exist not, in this realm. <laughs> she she doesn't know where you live, right? No, that's that's the great thing is I had. I'm getting smart about this. I never meet them at my house, like I or to show them my house until I have a good judge of who they are. Like it's good. Only you two girls have made it to my house out. so far in my whole dating. Like otherwise, like it's like we'll go to their place or like we'll just meet up and go out. Like you know, like it's very very limited. It's a VIP area in my house because I am so worried about crazies. <laughs> yeah, you never know who you're. Uh, uh, I own a my with, dog. Clearly, my dog's here. I own firearms can't play around there you go the uh careful out there people it's it's a rough uh, dating world it's very rough and you never know there's a lot of never know who's too. on the other end of that so uh, hopefully if you're on your way to a date and you're listening to this on your off your ipad or ipod or android phone we uh, want you to be careful out there. Yeah, do we a good welcome pre-screening you. process, people. I cannot stress that enough. Test Definitely. their boundaries, see what they're about. Ask ridiculous questions and see how they react. Like, figure out who they are before like you get yourself stuck in a scenario that's very uncomfortable and just not good for your general health because of the stress that it's going to do. <laughs> Or just don't be separated from your vehicle so that uh, yeah. you could beeline. Yeah. See, I broke rule one, like, right there. You never, ever get with it, like away from your vehicle by more than, like, 500 feet. <laughs> you need a quick <laughs> you gotta exit. you got to be able to run, run at any time. I've had a date okay. where I went out with a girl, and I, like, literally, like, 
considered like when she went to the bathroom dip, dipping out but i didn't want her to get stuck with the bill <laughs> ah yeah right you gotta grab the waiter on the way out see that's the way to yeah, do it just like quickly yeah. process this card go 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 and you throw a, a dessert on there oh yeah be a real gentleman about it yeah that's not a bad idea like i'm sorry can you can you like write sorry on there with chocolate sauce <laughs> <laughs> classy yeah classy yeah well, welcome to American Psycho Podcast. Yes. Hello, guys. It's Matt. And I am Jesse. Ah. What's going on? And we're here, to, we're here to warn you about the dangers of online dating. Yes. Be careful. <laughs> well, along with uh, so, some other uh, crazy news, and uh, we got Green Corner coming up. We, uh, we're also talking some holiday movies at the end, so stick around for all of that. Uh, this first story comes to us from Australia. I think this is our second Australian story uh, of of late. We had that drone one. Yeah, um, there's always this, something crazy going is, down under. <laughs> definitely, the uh, people out there probably are already aware of this video. Uh, there was a dog being uh, pretty much held in a chokehold by a wild kangaroo, and these two Australian guys rolled up. One of them was shooting uh, from the video camera and narrating, and one was rescuing the dog. Essentially, he ran up and he distracted the kangaroo. And he yeah, that was his dog. It in the face. They have working dogs. <laughs> the kangaroo was choking out his working dog in a headlock. Yeah. So everybody and, and needs to see this video are, right now. They're just like whatever you're doing, pull over, pull this video up. And it's it has like amazing. And it has like a couple million views. I think it's like two million or so. Oh but yeah, it be more than that. And the renditions, like but, the the fucking Conor McGregor one, is even funnier. Has a couple million views yeah. as well. <laughs> you you said that one to me. If if you don't see the original, at least look up the Conor McGregor version, which that that one's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, kangaroos are dangerous though. You know they got big sharp uh, like nails on their on their hind legs, and th- what they'll do is why he had him in the headlock is they'll jump up and they'll kick and they'll gore. Like the underside of the animal, rabbit kicking on a giant scale. So this guy rolls up and he squares off with him. He puts his hands up and he gives him a, a whack, and you can tell it totally stuns this kangaroo. Oh yeah, and we're we're not we're not advocating going out. Like if these two dudes were just going out and like bum fight style, like jumping off the car and be like, "There's one, get him!" and like. Just, bam, 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 yeah. like beating up wild kangaroos for no reason. We would not be supporting this, but he, he was rescuing his animal. Yeah, the dog. So totally there's a, there's a, If you freeze a frame like at the right time, like the dog's looking at the owner with such a face like, oh my God, I'm being rescued. Like his eyes are bug-eyed, like, because he's, de- he's literally worried for his life. This kangaroo is fucking choking him out. Like, little, you know? Yeah, he was freaked <sighs> out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the guy that and the guy that rescued the dog, he's actually a zookeeper too. So if anyone knows how to like kind of handle the situation, I would assume it would be. I'm gonna defer to the zookeeper over my own knowledge. Yeah. This isn't the first time I've had to slap a roo, and it won't be the last. Now there was worry that he might lose his job over this. Uh, you know, if I if I walked up and punched a kangaroo, I might be worried <laughs> that I might lose my job too. But he's gonna keep his job. Yeah, so it was we're happy about self-defense that. and it means. The uh, the news reports we have Fox twenty five. They report that he'll uh, he won't be facing any 
charges or losing his job. So oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Kudos to that zookeeper in Australia huh. handling his shit. Yeah, man. Fucking kangaroos are the buff fur human mixture like in the wild man they're creepy looking when they just stand up and they're all like jacked looking like just looking for a problem he's muscular they always are he's super muscular. there's another video um where <laughs> it's a return video to that it shows that video and then it's like when you hear your little brother got jumped and you're looking for the dude that did it and it's just a big kangaroo that's even bigger like <laughs> fucking looking into the horizon like flexing like his arms are just moving a little bit like <laughs> oh man Kangaroos are scary. Yeah, they got... I, I wonder how they get, like, such big uh, arm muscles up top, because I understand the leg muscles. They're hopping around all day. Genetics, man. Yeah, it's got to be. It's genetics. It's, or the, it could be a diet, you know? I'm not sure what they eat. Yeah, I don't know what they eat either. I'm assuming they're just um, herbivores, but who knows? They're on that paleo. Yeah, because I've learned, like, that chickens <laughs> eat fucking mice now. Like, cows will eat birds. Oh, yeah. Deer will eat birds. Yeah, whatever they can catch and eat. They're monsters. Now, uh, there's our next story is about what one person really, really wants to eat. Okay. Everybody uh, enjoys this eating. Is, <laughs> now, this is like an ongoing story. Uh, it, it originally popped up about a year ago. Um, this lady named Xanthi... I want to get it right. Xanthi... Pario. Um, She she addressed her city council because her local McDonald's in Santa Clarita, um, California, didn't have the McRib. Okay. And she loves this McRib. The McRib, okay. It's like the that's like what they used to feed us in the the lunchroom at school. So I never really got into the McRib myself. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, that's kind of what I equated it to. I never recall myself actually ordering it at McDonald's, but um, that's kind of what I'd imagine is is the McRib. Then don't they put pickles on it or something? Oh, do they? That's a little nice spin on it. I didn't know that. I, I don't know. If they if they do, either way, I don't like pickles. Oh, that's so, right. I forgot. Yeah. I could see that being a reason why I haven't tried it. Yeah. You know, But this girl, she says that every Thanksgiving – uh, her family orders a 50-piece McNugget and, like, a bunch of McRibs because, like, her dad uh, was a really big fan of it, and I guess that sort of was passed down to her through tradition, you know? Okay. Like, family, it's kind of, it brings them together for the holidays if they have Not them. my choice, but if there's so, sentiment behind it, I, I think it's cute, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. So last year around Thanksgiving, she lobbied her city council uh, to try and get them to talk to the local mcdonald's into saying you know people want this or whatever um they didn't really take any action on it and it the videos kind of resurfaced and gained popularity and gone a little viral because it was thanksgiving again you know so i'm sure it kind of was hashtagged with thanksgiving or something along those lines uh she uh, readdressed it saying you know i hope the popularity of this video again is going to be able to sort of jump start the McRib movement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Call it the, yeah McRib the McRib movement. movement. I like Mc- that. Hashtag McRib movement. I like so, that. Uh, Maybe I'll try a McRib. She, and get behind this. Yeah. If they, if they don't have pickles on them, I'll give them a whirl. Right. Fuck it. She even wrote a song. If you, if you want to go and listen to her, uh, 
her McRib song. You can find it. Go to YouTube, type in the McRib song, McRib Blues, and it's her singing. She has a pretty good voice, and we were, we were addressing the fact that she even uh, she plays guitar, she sings, and she has a neck thing for the harmonica. Yeah, she has a harness for her harmonica. Like she thinks she's Bruce Springsteen or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not it's not a bad song. I listened to it. It really bit. wasn't. No, the, for, it was actually it surprisingly is. good. And I, I mean, if you're gonna be an, you know, if you're, gonna, I mean, if you're gonna be an activist for something, I mean, why not make a song for it? It's more moving. It'll catch so, people. So next time you're at your local McDonald's, uh, for the hell of it, even if you don't want it, ask for the McRib, and then when they tell you they don't have it. Tell them you want it. Let's make this a, a national movement, the McRib movement. Let's jump on with uh, uh, Miss Perillo's uh, cl- uh, lobbying here to get the McRib. Let's let's get it year round. Year round, people. No I don't even up on the McRib. I don't even eat it, but people should have the choice, and I think that's her point too. Is like we should have choice. And she was, but she was she was dissing on uh, McDonald's breakfast. So I, I that's one thing I can't get behind is because oh, you know no. I like. McGriddle? I love McDonald's breakfast. How dare you talk she about the McGriddle? Di- she was ripping on it because uh, she's like, it shouldn't, uh, whatever. They made it available all day, but that's not as good as the McRib. I don't know about that. Yeah, I can't I would, get behind that. I would, I would, be, I would beg to differ on that, but yeah. can't agree a hundred percent of the time. Let's order McRibs until they actually exist, and then we can stop. Yeah, let's fuck it. Yeah. Once they're on the menu, then you don't have to like lobby for it anymore. Yeah. Again, we're about freedom of choice it. here. <laughs> we just want to see more McRib, and she pronounces it in a weird way too. It's she says instead of McRib, which is like how I say it, she says McRib. 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 So like, come over to McRib. Yeah, exactly. McRib. Like that's where we hang out is McRib. So, but like I'm almost thinking that's the real way of saying it because she's so passionate about it. Like she might. She might be in the right amount on that. She kind of looks like a hipster. Seems like so it. So when you when you ask for a little bit, but uh, she's definitely in love with the McRib. We can definitely say that about her. When you when you lobby for the McRib, at, I'm sorry, the McRib, at your local McDonald's, <laughs> you should you should order it that way. You say, "May I have one McRib?" <laughs> one McRib. One McRib one sandwich, McRib. please. And then when they don't have it, you have to scoff as if you're taken oh, back by this. You, you mean you do not have McRib? <laughs> act act as if you were about to faint. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> Hand above the forehead, like you're catching the sweat. Powdered, <sighs> if you have a powdered wig you can throw on, even better. I'm feeling faint. Garb. I'm not quite sure I heard you correctly. If you if you could have a gloved tuxedoed man behind you to catch you as you fall, <laughs> yeah, hire a stand-in butler, and then go order the McRib, because only the finest McRib will do. Yes, yes. <laughs> it starts it starts to annoy me when I say it too much. That McRib. Way. Oh, I've never once heard it. It's a first for everything, though. Maybe uh, I might. I'm wondering if this story merges with our next one in any way. Probably not, but here's my theory. All right, we got seven dead penguins in the Calgary Zoo, claimed to have drowned. Maybe they were eating too many McCribs. 
Oh, oh, could be. They're get they're getting too fat to swim. Too fat to swim. Yeah. Like people, or may, maybe that's what a zookeeper. You know, he's he's getting the McCribs. He's bringing them in. He's like, fuck the fish. I every time I pull the fish out, my hands end up smelling after. He just starts feeding McCribs to the penguins. Yeah, he's tired of going home smelling like fish. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just gonna go get a McCrib sandwiches. They'll be in love. <laughs> Little little uh, penguins eat McCrib. They don't even have fingers. How are they supposed to hold the sandwiches? Uh, yeah, that's not cool, man. Yeah, if you can't hold the sandwich, you shouldn't have a sandwich. Just chop it up for them and make it into, like, kibble. That's why dolphins can't use the drive-thru. Nope, nope. Not unless you build them a boat. And even then, don't <laughs> give it, you can't give them wrappers because then you're being really rude. Yeah, right? How are they going to So, not to... Not to blow over the the, the headline here, uh, what happened is in a zoo in Calgary, uh, it's reported by CBC, uh, which is Canadian Broadcast Company, I believe, um, that seven penguins were found dead at the Calgary Zoo on Thursday morning. The animals had drowned in the holding area of the popular penguin plunge exhibit. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, <sighs> this... I guess it plays out like a horror movie. This zookeeper walks in, she uh, sees one dead penguin, and then she sees six more just floating there. And this is like a larger exhibit where there's multiple types of penguins. I believe they said that there were uh, like rock hopper penguins and I believe emperor penguins. So, so there's multiple types of penguins in here, and just seven of them were floating dead. Were they all the same type of penguin that were dead? That's what I've been trying to investigate. I they haven't declared like, oh, you know, it was all one type huh. of penguins. Because if it's one um, type, I'm assuming we have penguin warfare going on, like a gang type deal. If it's different okay, types of penguins, what? I think there's selective I, killing going on from a zookeeper that's just had it with these penguins. It's the Humboldt penguin. It was seven Humboldt penguins. Dude, gang warfare. These other penguins have had it with these Humboldt penguins and they put an end so to it. So there were 22. There were 22. Now there's 15. They're thinning their numbers out. See, they did it like uh, recently you can relate it to like Walking Dead. They're selectively killing off the people that are a problem to let the other ones know. Keep your shit in line or you're next. Man. They surrounded them. So it's the other two types of penguins together. I'm telling you, man. They did an autopsy on the penguins, and it, it said that they drowned, which is very odd because penguins can swim for days on end, fishing and, you know, swimming around with no problem. So to, to have seven of them drowned, and then, like, none of the other penguins were in a panic. It's not like they were moved away from the area where the penguins died. They were just like, you know, whatever. Hmm. This oh, smells yeah. like murder. Dead pe- Everyone was quiet, too quiet about what huh. happened. Nobody wanted to talk. That seems fishy. Yeah, I, I very fishy. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so, these uh, they're gonna investigate. They're gonna look at some cameras, see what happened. I don't know, man. I just don't get it. They they're thinking maybe they're saying it's a bit of a mystery. Uh, uh, they can't really provide any insight or as to what they they think happened. Well, they've it's got just, some explaining uh, to do. There's seven bodies that need to be explained. <laughs> I want to know what's behind this. I'd like to imagine a walrus at a desk with a uh, a like policeman's hat on and a badge, and he's like, "Damn it! I I we got seven dead penguins floating in the 
aquatic tank. Like, you gotta fucking bust this wide open. And, like, who would be the we detective? We need a lead. Of, like, who, I'm wondering who the Would it be SEALs? Yeah, a dude, couple SEALs. Of, like, a couple of SEALs would be up in there. That would definitely be they'd it. They'd be the ones on the case? Yeah, they'd definitely be the ones on the case, man. Maybe there's a rogue go. polar bear. He's nothing like his talk kind. to a lobster. Yeah, see, I'm thinking the polar bear might be the uh, the leader of the uh, underground. He'd be the one that you gotta talk to to find out what went down. Ooh, okay. At the, uh, at the aquarium. Okay, like he knows where to say. He's the guy that's got his ears open. <laughs> but you know that polar bears don't like seals, so that's like you're right. You're right. That would never work out. They'd, uh, it's it's kind of you're walking into the the den. Of the bear. I'm trying to think of other Arctic point. creatures that might be around. Could have some otters, uh, maybe maybe some lobsters or shellfish. Yeah, maybe. Damn puns lobster does nothing. He's shellfish. so slow. <laughs> Lucky to be on the <laughs> force. I, well, they're the bottom feeders, so they'd be the ones that you could maybe. Oh, like, I'm wrong about uh, them too. They're the criminal under the world too. Yeah, man, they're the they're the ones that are running around. Crumb catchers, you gotta shit. you gotta bust them to get the bigger fish. Exactly. Now you're talking. Yeah. See, we, this is right. This is ripe for puns. There, you could do a whole thing. These, but we, no one can forget. We got seven dead actual penguins on our hands. We don't have a real walrus detective chief. No. Anymore. It would be a nice world if we did. If we had an inside yeah. man or two, but. Right. If we get any updates on this case, we will definitely be covering it because, again, somebody needs to explain why there are seven dead penguins. Right. Now, there's maybe maybe the reason we can't figure out why there's seven dead penguins is because the in our next story, uh, it describes what the Canadian uh, police are doing uh, with their time. They've decided that for anyone they pull over during the holiday season. They are going to play Nickelback uh, if they pull someone over for, like, a DWI. Oh, they're going to make ears bleed. Look at this photo. We were saying, like, before <laughs> that, dude, it was just, like, you'd skip it on, like, the same part. Look at this photo. Look at this photo. Look at this photo. Look at this. Uh, uh, he never says stop. it. He, ne- he just never says the full word. They just... Scratched the disc and threw it in the player. Ah, uh, God. So yeah, they're it's a uh, special kind of hell. Yeah, the there's a little bit of an update with it um, from the Huffington Post. They say uh, after threatening uh, the drivers with Nickelback, they they did apologize to Nickelback. Nickelback is a Canadian band, uh, so they're like kind of hating on their own, which is kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, especially something that made it mainstream in America, I guess, like from Canada. But I think that's pretty funny. I'm just I'm just trying to think like I yeah, Nickelback's kind of kind of shitty. Like I get I that's I get the trope. Everyone says it. Um but like what what would be the worst thing that they could play? I'm thinking for me if I got arrested, the worst thing that they could play would be like the soundtrack to Cats. Oh, that would be I that would be a bad. I got a little I got a little taste of that. Uh, when I was watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Me- I can deal with memories. That's an okay song. All the other ones, it's just too much for me. I can't, I can't deal with that. See, shit. I haven't heard that in years since I was a kid. Right. What, uh, what do you think if you had to pick like a worst case scenario? Like you get picked up and you get thrown in the back of the car and the cop looks and he's like, 
you're gonna you're gonna hear some shit and, and then he clicks on the radio what's playing in 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 your scenario here huh that's a hard one um I feel like the old school Metallica would do me in just playing the same song over doing just do laps playing the same song loud as shit hmm. <laughs> like too loud too loud to even like hear what's, who let the what dogs out that would be another just one on loop yeah who let the dogs out like putting that on loop like just the chorus that that would be pretty um, shitty hmm i feel like you could do this with a, just about anything you could ruin good songs to people like just like put stuck on like uh living on a prayer by bon jovi like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> it's like no no i'm never gonna listen to this song again it's like why, why, why John Bovey? Why? <laughs> oh God! Oh. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's uh, they apologized to Nickelback. You know, they're uh, trying not to hate on him too much since they are a hometown. If you consider Heroes, town, yeah, whatever sorts. you want to call them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Alanis Morissette. I believe she's uh, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Avril she, Levine was, was too, she right? There really is whatever. Yeah, I believe so too. There's a few of them made it out. Did some shit. <laughs> made it out. We noticed it in America. <laughs> we were like, oh well, yeah, look at these Canadians. They're they're cute. <laughs> we'll take these ones. <laughs> Selective. So uh, that's what that's what we got for news. Uh, Wrapping it up. We got a lot of Canadian, a lot of Australian, and then. Uh, Clearly, Americans crying for our fast food, like we always do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love our fast food. I want In-N-Out, man. I've been like seeing everybody posting about it and shit. I want it. I want it bad. Oh man, come on, come on out here. I got like three of them next to me. Yeah, I need to soon. That's uh. Intriguing. If, if I pick you up at the airport, I could uh, we could hit uh, like three In-N-Outs on the way back. Well, I don't know. I think I can get it from the first stop, but. <laughs> well, I'm saying you got options. Oh, okay. They're, you know, I'm not. I'm not impressed with their fries. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw that out there. The fries suck. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's half of like fast they're, food enjoyment. Yeah, I mean their burgers are great. Their shakes are pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of their fries. Okay, I'll avoid it. They have like onion rings. No, oh. they, they're very basic. They got burgers, fries, soda milkshake and i think that's pretty much i'll it. just get a burger please <laughs> but i got i got fries and i still get the fries sometimes because you know like you said it's kind of part of the package deal so i got a burger fries drink and or two burgers fries drink uh for myself and my girlfriend and it came out to like 10 bucks oh that's that's pretty cheap oh yeah yeah it's hard to make the burgers are like these days Burgers are like two, three bucks uh, in and out. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, at Sonic they're like uh, six dollars. Right. What I like to do if I'm uh, getting a, if I have the time and I'm getting a burger at In and Out, I'll go In and Out Burger and I'll get the drink there also, like a soda or whatever, and then I'll go over to Carl's Jr. and I'll get the jalapeno poppers. Oh, dude, jalapeno poppers are dank. Yep. I had Jack in the Box's jalapeno poppers, not up to par with carl jr okay okay now you know people if you're in southern if you're in southern states i believe carl's jr is hardy's oh we have hardy's here i think 
Oh shit! So yeah, if you got uh, if it, well, you don't have the In and Out Burger, but try their jalapeno poppers. Yeah, I definitely will. I'll definitely be checking that out. Because those are pretty good. That's not really part of news, but what we do have up next is Green Corner. Oh, yeah. Let's step into this fucking Green Corner. Fight! All right, so, of course, I'm not going to have Green Corner without talking about Conor McGregor. I mean, he's the the highlight of everything anymore. Um, <laughs> our, our second time mentioning him in the podcast <laughs> when he's fighting kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're always talking about Conor McGregor. Well, there's good reason. I mean, just won those two titles. He's simultaneously a title holder um, between the lightweight division and the featherweight. But now he has relinquished and, and vacated the title, um, which he, a lot of people have like looked at it negative, like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. But it's like he never was beaten, so he technically gets to go out as, on top. Um, he's done what he's done in, the, in that division. He's beaten everybody, basically. Um, so he's going to step up a weight. Or, um well, yeah, yeah. It's step like up when you play pounds, Mortal Kombat. It's like when you play Mortal Kombat and you like up the difficulty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wants to maintain a higher weight and uh, see where he can go. You know, tear the division up. Um, so that's that's pretty crazy. Finally, you know, giving that up after say, talking all that shit, like it's going to take an army to to take one of these belts from me. Um, now right. we're now we're gonna have the. Uh, it's it's weird. We're gonna have an interim like fight for the title coming up this weekend um between max holloway and anthony pettis and then they will face off against jose aldo for the actual title because jose aldo is now the um undisputed champion technically and so it's weird how that's working out so once these guys fight whoever wins that will fight him and then we'll have like a real undisputed champion but the title's still like being held by multiple people at this time. And Connor is still carrying around two belts, not for nothing. So <laughs> there's nice. quite a little weird weirdness going on in that division right now. Um, another thing with Connor that's been going on, like he, he posted another, like he's, he's big on social media. He's always posting like, you know, suave photos and stuff. And so one of his recent photos that he put on um, Instagram was, it was captioned wearing my PJs on the PJ private jet because he's on a private jet and uh you know there he is wearing his little pajamas and he's wearing socks with sandals and fucking <laughs> got his you know thirty thousand dollar rolex on and shit sunglasses on looking at a newspaper the newspaper is upside down <laughs> <laughs> i i you think he did it on purpose that's what like a lot of people are like he's the dipshit blah 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 i'm like it's conor mcgregor like, yeah, he's joking around. That's what I assumed when you like, said it. Dude, he owns the world right now. Like, he's on some kind of different shit. <laughs> I, I think that's like that was they kind of missed the point of the joke. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, I, like I, I, I see it. Like you see it. Like it's hilarious. He can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. Are you paying right? attention to him? Are you really paying attention to him? You know. <laughs> That's yeah. That's like a cheap joke, and if they uh, like the people who made who are saying that, it's like they're clearly not in on it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, with owning the world, he's uh, as we were talking earlier, we mentioned in another podcast that he had he's in one of the newer Call of Duties. Um, as he does an acting job in that. Now he's actually going to be on Game of Thrones. Oh wow! Yeah, so during this like I think it'll happen during this like ten month break that he's taking, um, he's gonna make an appearance, 
And uh, he's going to be a crew member on a ship sometime in the next future uh, season. Not this season, I believe, but the next one. Because uh, Game of Thrones okay. is going to be yeah, on. they're always shooting ahead. Yeah, for another few seasons. Um, so it's I think that's awesome, man. It's going to be interesting to see. They I guess the uh, the director is like a huge MMA fan, and he like headhunted Connor for this part, and he wouldn't accept anybody <laughs> else playing it. So that's funny. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure Connor was all over that. Like, how much is the how much is the check? <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Well, that and it's Game of Thrones, and I mean, I don't know if Conor McGregor watches Game of Thrones, but it's definitely a like household name now that people are aware of. Oh, without a doubt, man. I mean, he's running around saying he's undefeated and shit, but we all know that Diaz kicked his ass the first time. <laughs> um, that's right. And uh, that's another thing about this ten month off. Diaz, uh, Nate Diaz, put up a post um, on Twitter where he was like, "I'm taking ten months off. That's a fact." Like. Because he's like, he doesn't want to fight anybody but Connor. Because he knows, like, he, he'll be the one to derail him. And he's like, saying that. He's like, they're keeping him away because they don't want to fucking derail their main star right now. Yeah, because we were, we were talking about in the one podcast how he was possibly going to buy stock into the UFC, which would then make it kind of sticky because he's a fighter. So, how does it work if a fighter part owns the company that he's fighting for? Does he get favoritism or how, like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because also there was, and I mean, call it conspiracy, call it what you will, but the uh, Diaz brothers were blacklisted from UFC 205. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted to keep him away, man. They don't want him stealing the spotlight of the star. It's kind of weird. And I mean, that's just a rumor, but, you know. So, I mean, not that, like, I mean, do do what you will with your company, but it seems a little sloppy if you're uh, kind of favoring a fighter because then people are going to start to assume things whether or not they're true yeah yeah exactly yeah the rumor mills are deep these days especially with the internet <laughs> um yeah so i mean none of that's uh, i mean not not that none of that's confirmed everything that we said was factual but uh who who knows it's it's interesting to see uh what they do with conor mcgregor and how that affects the fighters that take him down well yeah and that and also conor just got granted a license in california for boxing so, oh, really? So that's going to open up a few doors for him. There's, you know, a lot of rumors about him fighting Floyd Mayweather, but that's not going to happen. Floyd Mayweather has been undefeated for 20 years. He has nothing to gain by fighting Connor. He's older. I mean, it's just not worthwhile for him. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather carrying around millions of dollars on him. Oh, dude, he's absurd. And that doesn't. Why would you derail your legacy for one fight? That's, you know, it would be the biggest thing in history, but. Well, did, wasn't his last big thing with Pacquiao, and there was all kinds of controversy about his shoulder, I believe it was? Yes, I, I think so. Because that, that was the – I think it was Manny Pacquiao was fighting um, Floyd Mayweather in Vegas or something. And they, I remember they had, there was an injury or something that wasn't revealed uh, before the fight. And, like, people who had, like, invested or something like that were all upset because they're like, oh, how is that a fair fight, you know, if you're – if you have an injured fighter. Yeah. Even though he won. So I don't I don't understand. Yeah, there's a lot of that the, in the fighting world. Yeah. But he's definitely on top. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's on top. And they're trying to look for a high-level opponent for him to break in. So I'm interested to see if he takes 10 months off or if he takes a box match in that time. Yeah. Be, That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
and we're in like a whole new era right now. Um, we had, like UFC sold over the summer. In case a lot of people aren't familiar with that, the UFC is sold from uh, Dana White um, and his partners at Zuffa. They sold to a whole completely whole new company um, that is basically a Hollywood talent agency that owns a lot of shit. But uh, <laughs> so the funny thing is, like UFC was purchased in 2001 with Dana White and his Zuffa partners for about two million dollars. Then the summer it sold for four billion dollars. Damn. So yeah, it, it, it was a good return. <laughs> um, but under the under the whole new ownership, a lot of people are worried. Like people have been getting laid off. Chuck Liddell got laid off, which was crazy. Matt Sarah got laid off, uh, which is understandable. It's totally natural when a new ownership happens, like for them to cut costs and cut and bring in their own people and all that stuff. Um, well, yeah, because they, I mean, they're kind of unattached to, like, the community that was built up over the years. So they just come in and they see, yeah. oh, well, this person's unnecessary, this person's unnecessary, because it's not a person to them, it's a number. Yeah, even though it's, like, a family environment, like, these people have been working together for generations. A lot of them are fighters that have retired and are now commentators or head of business. Um, like, right. Chuck Liddell was the head of, like, business development, you know, so it's like, and he was, like, one of their mainstream fighters from the mid-90s and on, 2010, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's crazy to it's... see that. There was rumors of Joe Rogan getting canned, but apparently the way it's looking right now is they're only going to get rid of Mike Goldberg, his partner, and Rogan's going to stay around for another year contract. Um, he doesn't want to commit because he wants to see how things change. Okay. He wants to see if they're going to censor what he does. They want to take a different approach to how it is without less of a hype up scenario, I guess, which I like. I think it's unique how the UFC does their calls. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, they can do what they want. They're kind of in a league of their own. Yeah. To say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. They're the number one promotion for MMA in the world. So moving along, I got to give another update on the Roy Nelson big country case. Um, he's issued a public <laughs> the, apology. The ass kick of 2016. Yeah, the big case, man. Biggest news of UFC history. <laughs> so he put out a public apology, um, apologizing for the whole scenario. And I guess the commission has had a retake on it. And they reduced his fine to six months. and it's, or Well, the fine to $13,700. Instead of the craziness that it was, 20000 or whatever. And down to six months from nine months. So, we could be seeing Big Country as early as March 31st. And he has to pay the fine within oh. 30 days of this judgment, which happened last week. So, uh, Man. Well, does he have a side job? We said he, was, he used to be a teacher, He used right? to be a teacher. I don't know if he still does it. He might. Eh, hopefully, he's been investing his money wisely and... Because it's kind of tough when you get banned from the thing that makes you money and then they ask you to pay a fine. Dude, exactly. Because especially when they're on such a fixed income like that, like you only produce money every few months and you have bills that are like, most of the time they're in debt to their trainers and stuff. So as soon as that money comes in, they have to pay it out right away. Yep. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And unless you're like headlining a fight. It's career suicide for a fighter. It's, that's tough. I mean, I'm glad they're reducing his sentence in a way, but I wish it wasn't a monetary fine. You know? Yeah, yeah. They do both at any time. I don't know. I just, I never, I, I understand that, like, yeah, it hurts to get hit with a fine and maybe that'll teach someone a lesson. 
but at the same time it there's other i feel like there's other ways like he he could have uh you know what they could have made him instead do be a ref for six months do the training to be a ref and then he has to do it himself and then maybe he'd understand t uh what it's like to be in that position and you wouldn't want to kick a ref in the ass again yeah 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 exactly man or unconventional justice unconventional <laughs> justice in a way i guess we could look at it like that yeah, it's just like, I don't know, give people a uh, different perspective rather than just uh, making them empty their pocketbooks. Because, you know, if you're rich enough, you don't give a shit. You can uh, do what you want and then just pay your way out of it. Yeah, oh yeah, man. That's been proven the case in history over and over again. OJ Simpson, country bitch. Was rich. <laughs> if Big Country was rich, he would just like, you know, just keep kicking the ass of every ref that pisses him off and go on vacation for six months at a time. Yeah, if you save appropriately, there's no issue there. Right? Then you can kick as many people in the ass as you want. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this weekend we got an awesome UFC card. UFC 206 is coming up. Um, that would be the one that just happened, because uh, when uh, you guys are hearing this, so that'll be the one that, that just went down. Yeah, yeah. By the time they hear it, it'll be over. Yeah, correct. So, it's it's an awesome card. Check it out. I should have said it. I should have gone into it like that, yeah. By the time you hear this episode, you'll be able to check this out. It's going to be an awesome night. Um, one of the cards. Yeah, we're time. Main, we're time traveling. We're time traveling. So. We're all over, please. <laughs> one of the main cards uh, was canceled. Daniel Cormier was supposed to fight Anthony Johnson for the title, and that was canceled because Cormier got injured again. Um, he's always doing that. He's gonna get. Damn. They're gonna take that title from that guy. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but either way, we got uh, Max Holloway versus Anthony Pettis, as I was talking before, for the interim lightweight championship, or featherweight championship. Sorry, lightweight's the belt that Connor is keeping. Um, okay. Then we have Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Matt Brown. Another great fight, man. So it's already starting off. The head of the, the card is great. Those are the top three fights. But also, man, we got Cub Swanson versus Doohoo Chi Choi, who is the uh, Korean Superboy, fifteen and one record. Nice, he's crazy. I man. like the Korean fighters. Cub Swanson's a no joke either. So he's he's a swinger. So it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, That's awesome. Finally, we get to see Tim Kennedy back in action. He's fighting Kelvin Gastelum, the guy that didn't make weight uh, at the last UFC, actually, for Cowboy. So that was bullshit. Okay. <laughs> um, he got on the next card. He shouldn't have, but they probably needed to fill the card. And then we have Jordan yeah. Mine versus Emil Meek, which we'll see about that. I'm not. I'm not really yeah. familiar with both of their histories that well, but uh, I'm sure to be on the main. I was gonna say they, card. Their names don't sound familiar, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's wrapping it up for the green corner, man. Cool. So yeah, uh, check out the uh, the fight. I'm sure there's highlights up on online and whatnot. It'll uh, it'll be fun. But if uh, if you don't mind, we're gonna start doing some Christmas shit. Yeah. So now for our last segment, we were wanting to bring you some Christmas movies that uh, we ourselves enjoy around this time of the year. Tis the motherfucking season to be merry and entertained. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, uh, did you want to start off or did you want me to throw one of mine out there first? Yeah, go ahead. Lay one on us. All right. So uh, the first one I wanted to pitch was Four Christmases. Now, this is a movie about, uh, it, it's well, first off, it stars Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, along with a host of other uh, actors and actresses that, are, that have been in a lot of really good movies. 
Um, and they are a couple that const- every Christmas they dodge their family by saying they're going to like help people who are less fortunate. Like, oh, we're going to go feed orphans in like Bali and like then they ditch out and they go to like a tropical island or something. Oh, and just go on vacation. Huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, they try to do that. And when they go to get on their plane, it, there's like a big storm that rolls in, I think. And uh, all the planes get canceled. Like nothing's coming in, nothing's going out. So when they uh, <laughs> when they're sitting there trying to get their tickets for the plane or like figure out like some way to get out of uh, on a on a flight the a news crew is there covering it and they approach them and they're like live and they're like asking of oh hey so like uh where are you going and like wh- how will this impact like your travel plans blah, blah blah just doing a news piece but since it's live their parents are watching and they start getting calls saying oh you know since you're not going to be uh leaving for christmas now why don't you come visit us so since their parents aren't together anymore they end up it's called four christmases because they have to go to like uh the mom and dad for both of the of the spouses and and it it has a lot of funny situations like vince vaughn's brothers beat him up because they're like mma like uh fighters oh nice (laughs) And, and uh baby throws up on vince vaughn which was really funny i always remembered that scene being hilarious Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Vince Vaughn is like a hell of an actor, man. I always love his work. Yeah, it was, uh, the movie was made in 2008. Um, it still holds up, I'd say. It's, uh, one of, it's one of the more modern Christmas movies that I enjoy, uh, <laughs> watching. And it's, it's funny. It's, it's a really good comedy. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have to check it out. It's not one that I've actually, I can recall seeing it. Like, parts of it sounded familiar when you were talking about it, but I'm not sure if I've actually sat down and saw it. Like, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's got uh, Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn, Robert Duvall, John Voight, John Favreau, uh, Mary Steenberg, Steenbergen, I think it is. Huh. Um, Kristen Chenoweth. There's like a lot of people in it. It only got six or five. I'm being generous. It got five point six stars on IMDb. Um, but I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it kind of holds up. It's. It's not a bad one to watch. Yeah. 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 I, I feel you. A lot of. I can't go by the IMDb a lot of the time. Like, cause you know, individualism. You'll find certain things about a film that you like, and it'll draw you in. Yeah. Right. You know? Like you give things a chance, despite sometimes the ratings. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, the film that I'm going to recommend first off, g- given by Rotten Tomatoes, 25%. <laughs> IMDb, oh, 5.7. <laughs> um, so these are personal picks. These aren't Academy Award winning You might picks. not relate to them, okay? I'm talking about Reindeer Games. It's a uh, film from 2000. It's uh, starring Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charles Theron. Is that how you say her name? I haven't jumped. Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I some, haven't jumped on that train. A lot of people love her, but uh, yeah, she was good in. Uh, uh, oh man, what was that movie with? Uh, oh, shit. I'm. This is bad for the podcast. Um, ha. It's. Uh, we do it's really enjoy one... movies, people. Just so you know, we know a lot about movies, but we get we get these little moments. 
Yeah, it's uh, the one with the road warrior type people. Mad Max. And, God uh, damn. How did I not? Th- how did I not draw into that? Duh. She she was in that, and she was really good. In really that. She good. was in a lot of other stuff too. She was on Arrested Development also. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, she's been around. I mean, she's a, a known figure. <laughs> Obviously, we yeah. haven't focused on her, but whatever. Anyway, Reindeer Games has got a really interesting plot. Um, there's two guys in jail. And uh, one of the guys is writing this this girl, and um, they're pen pals of sorts. And uh, he receives photos of her and everything, and they develop a relationship that's intimate. And they're supposed to link up when he gets out. Well, that guy ends up okay. getting shanked in a prison fight and dies. And his cellmate oh, takes shit. over his personality and uh, continues writing the girl and actually meets up with her when he gets out. Okay. Now, they're hanging out and, uh, in a hotel room and, like, they come back and her there's her brother like you learn through the the dialogue that this is her brother and his gang of like you know gang like of fucking people and his gang of gangsters. his gang of gang and <laughs> a terrible description by Matthew <laughs> hey it works anyway so basically they co-op him into doing a robbery and through like known associates like of that that person that he was supposed to be like there there was supposed to be like a guy at a casino an Indian casino that knew the guy that was killed in prison that was originally writing the girl. Okay. So he he they need him for the plan. Basically, they devise a plan to rob this casino all dressed as Santas. <laughs> <laughs> and in the midst of the day of the robbery. The main character, who is Ben Affleck, who is the jail, the jail guy that takes over the persona, learns Affleck. that the girl is really the lover of the brother. They're not brother and sister; they're lovers. So it's an ah. interesting twist. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say that before you give away. Oh, is that away. how that works? Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Well. Go watch Reindeer Games. Watch Reindeer Games because it's interesting. <laughs> It leads to some interesting '90s style action, so it's a little, it's a little dated, you know. It's I'm guessing guns and uh, yeah. some ch- cheesy lines. Very cheesy lines and explosions. At the end of the movie, I their like plan the is Santa, to put I him like into the the, the 18-wheeler that they drive and drive him off a cliff. <laughs> oh, who Batfleck? Yeah, Batfleck. Which we all know oh, you can't man. kill Batfleck like that. He would just pull out a grappling hook. Yeah. And he's back. Backflack. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Reindeer Game sounds cool. I might I might give that a try. Well, the uh, way I like to look at it is the, uh, Gary Sinise, the, the main bad guy, the brother slash lover, he looks identical to Lieutenant Dan because he is Lieutenant Dan. So uh, the way I look at it mm-hmm. is it's an alternate universe That's where the da- real Lieutenant Dan came back. He didn't lose his legs. And he decided to take the bad path. <laughs> and now he's okay. a criminal that has army training. And he's assembled a, a goon squad. And he's planning to pull the big the big dirty. Okay, okay. This is, uh, that's the real twist to the movie. Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. He got legs and he actually survived Vietnam. and Killed uh, Forrest right away. Yep. Yeah, killed Forrest in Forrest Gump died in in combat in that universe. He no, he just left him in the woods. Well, yeah, he, yeah, he's MIA. And then I started running. I just ran <laughs> across Vietnam. <laughs> so, 
So the uh, the next movie that I'm going to throw out there is uh, one of those old clay animation type ones. It's actually from 1974. It's called uh, The Year Without Santa Claus. And the reason I like this one is just for like nostalgia's sake, the fact that I used to watch it when I was a kid. It's uh, the old claymation, and it's it's got a message that I think resonates with me as an adult now, and like I'm sure a lot of other people were like, sometimes you just don't feel appreciated. So in this movie, Santa says, fuck it. And he goes, I'm not delivering shit. He's just like, I. it's always cold up here and it sucks. And, like, I always give out presents and, like, it never I, – I don't feel fucking appreciated. So he cancels. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. And he dips out. And, he like, two elves get put in charge of, like, you know, kind of giving Santa the Christmas spirit again, showing people that like, – or showing Santa that people believe and that he's still, like, a part of their Christmas, I guess. Um there's two characters in it, which are my favorite, which I remember from watching as a kid, which are the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser. And, like, the Cold Miser is, like, kind of like a Jack Frost character, and he, like, keep he causes blizzards and, like, freezes things into ice. And then the Heat Miser, like, melts things and, like, makes it really hot in places so it doesn't snow on Christmas. Like California. Like California. So, <laughs> so he, uh... They, they're, like, eventually, like, they have to come to, like, the conclusion that, all right, to give Santa a break, like, we need to have, like, one nice day in the North Pole, and they, like, need to have a truce between uh, the heat guy and the cold guy, and they bring Mother Nature into it, who's their mother, which, it's it's a really cute, like, movie, if you have, like, kids to uh, that you want to, like, show a Christmas movie to, this is a good one, uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus, I... They're, they're, we're talking some other ones. There's like Rudolph. There's I think Frosty was or well Frosty's a that that one's not clay animated or whatever. No, that was a later cartoon, right? Yeah. yeah. There's another one. I mean, Santa Rudolph Claus is, is coming. Like Rudolph, ideal. definitely. The example. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is another uh, uh, clay animation one I'd throw out there. It's like the how Santa became Santa, kind of. And he was a redhead. He was a redhead, Santa was. Yep. Santa was a, a a ginger snap there oh. in that in that version of uh, of events, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Especially if you have kids, I'd say throw that on with kids. If you're a guy who's forty and you're alone in your house, don't don't just watch that. That's a little sad. Yeah, that that seems depressing. <laughs> yeah, sitting there with your shirt off, you got it blaring like with Christmas music going through your walls and your neighbors can hear it and they're like i know he doesn't have kids <laughs> i know i know well if you are 40 and alone at home and you want a good movie to watch i could suggest gremlins 1984 oh, yeah. man it's a horror slash comedy slash christmas movie <laughs> slash howie mandel slash howie mandel does the voice of gizmo Corey Which Feldman's i didn't know until well. you told me Corey Feldman's a is child. Is Corey Haim? Yeah, no. Is no. Corey Haim in it? It wasn't a Corey no. and Corey connection. Oh, no. Not a Corey Corey double feature? Nope, it was not. It was not one of the many. Um, if you're not familiar Corey with Feldman Gremlins... Corey Feldman did some weird dance on the NBC Today show. Really? I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not catch it. Check that out, people. <laughs> he's he's doing some interesting music now. Huh. That is interesting. The other Corey is not, unfortunately not with in, us anymore. Yeah, he's doing interesting music in, like, the worst way you could use the word interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's usually a nice way of saying shitty music. 
<laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> very interesting. You could say it's a very big pile of interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stinky, stinky interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, back to Gremlins. Gremlin starts out with a gadget salesman. That's He's always invented these quirky little gadgets that never quite work. Um, that's how the whole opening scene really is. Anyway, he's in Chinatown looking for a gift to bring home to his son for Christmas. And uh, in Chinatown, he finds this little hole in the wall in the basement where there's like a little novelty, like there's trinkets, and then he stumbles across this little creature in a cage, and it's a mogwai. And he, he after arguing with the which shop is, owner... Which is Filipino for coconut. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't fact check me. Yeah, on that. yeah, I was yeah, I was just backing you up, man. Don't tell him that because now they can fact check. Now we're losing our legit. Oh man, it's a bad downward spiral. It means coconut people. Believe me. <laughs> Let me get some of that mogwai water. <laughs> it's just this dirty yeah, little ooh. hamster soaked water. Give him a bath in. Uh, That's not what I meant. Uh, That's not what I meant. You don't want to get him wet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you never get him wet. <laughs> So, yeah, going into the mogwai. The mogwai rules are you never get them wet because they'll multiply. And you never feed them after midnight because they'll turn into a gremlin. And you don't want a gremlin because gremlins are no good. They're just tricky little creatures that'll play tricks on you and eventually kill you. <laughs> gremlins are assholes. They're real assholes. They're, they're just... They range from they range from prick to homicidal killer. Yes, and they have homosexual tendencies and they can be highly intelligent. As we learn in the sequel, <laughs> it wasn't that the new breed or yeah, the new batch there was like a something? male gremlin that was like dragging, which was way ahead of its time. Props to them. Yeah, gremlins are progressive. Props. To we got to give them that. But anyway, so he gets to the son, his mogwai, after arguing with the shop owner, and as you can imagine, the mogwai gets gets a little wet. Some of his offspring might eat after midnight, and it leads to a crazy story. That you could still appreciate and it holds up to today. If you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend Gremlins for get you in the holiday mood or anytime. If you're Halloween, if you're looking for a good horror comedy, it's cool. And Rotten Tomatoes give it an 85%. So further nice. back. That up. is a classic. Yeah, it is a classic, man. A lot of people I know haven't seen it though, which is like what? Yeah, that's that's a good one to check out. Definitely around Christmas. Yeah. Uh, now what with the rules of that though. Which I never understood. I guess, like, this is my assumption. It says don't feed them after midnight. Is that until sunrise? Yeah, that's what I've always kind of assumed. But there's, like, they never really mentioned the true rules of it. Because technically everything is after midnight. Yeah, but then the sunlight kills gremlins. So, yeah, I, I always assumed it was tied to the to the sunrise. Yeah, yeah, so it's got to be. It's got to be, which makes no sense. But, hey, it's a movie. We'll take Let it. Let it pass. <laughs> so our our final suggestion here is uh just a really funny again, all my ones are getting really low ratings here it's a it's a 5.5 on imdb uh jingle all the way i love it i think that's one of the most classic christmas movies there are we got rita wilson we got arnold schwarzenegger we got sinbad phil hartman uh there's there's a ton of people in this movie that make it really really funny uh the premise is a uh, father vows to get his son a turbo man action figure for christmas but he ends up uh finding out that all the stores are sold out 
So he ends up having to battle, like, all the people in order to get this one doll for his son. So, I mean, like, this is, uh, I'm sorry, action figure for his son. So that, uh, you know, the kid will have a good Christmas. And this is something, like, everyone can relate to. You know, there's always that hot item. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tickle Me Elmo, 98. That people want. Most memorable scenario. Uh, Furbies. I remember Furbies Furbies were, were big. Yeah, you're right. God. Pokemon, I even believe had its had its heyday in terms of like hot topic things. Chin Pokemon. Razor Razor scooters. <laughs> God, Razor so, Mania. So now that we've dated ourselves, the uh there's really funny um cl- like scenes in the movie, one that I keep on repeating and Matt's probably sick of it by now. The put the cookie down. <laughs> put the, the that never put gets the old. down. That never gets old, man. It's like Again. Phil Hartman's like eating his. Well, I guess they're divorced. I believe in they're the divorced, but they're like right? it's obvious that they like there's going to be some possibility of getting back together. Yeah, so she's like got Phil Hartman uh, in her kitchen, the the wife of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Arnold calls, and he, Phil Hartman picks up the phone and he's eating uh, the cookies that his wife made, and he's like. Mm, your wife's cookies are delicious. <laughs> so and he's like, put the cookie down. He's like, I have to get this recipe. Who told you you could eat my cookies? <laughs> those, those are my cookies. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So and there's like Sinbad plays like a, a mailman who's like fighting with him the entire the time. The entire to, time. Uh, he comes out of nowhere. To get a doll. <laughs> it's exactly like the family guy chicken fights, like, with uh, Peter. It's, like, out of nowhere. It'll yeah. just happen, and it's like, dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's classic. It's classic Arnold. Classic 90s uh, comedy. So, uh, yeah, I would say give it a try, even though it's got a low rating on here. I gotta pick some better fucking movies for these segments. <laughs> ah, nah, man. Fucking, I think that's honestly one of my top favorite holiday movies of all time. Um, there's a lot out there, man. Um, I, you have to mention Lethal Weapon. That's another fucking movie that occurs during Christmas. Die Hard. I mean, fucking. There's these off movies that are great that occur mainly wrapped around Christmas time that you can incorporate. Um, yeah. You know, as well. But I mean, I'm, I'm a fool alone. for it. That's another. Oh my good god, one. talk about classic Christmas story, Christmas vacation. Right. Yeah, man. It's Elf. a wonderful life. If you want to go back even further, Elf is another one. That's I think that's my sister's favorite. Yeah, I love that. I love Will Ferrell, so I can't. You know, I love that movie as well. Right. Buddy the Elf. <laughs> so yeah, get out there and watch some uh, watch some movies. And I mean, we're we're kind of versed in Christmas stuff because that's that's our tradition around this time um but if there's any good like uh hanukkah or kwanzaa movies or anything like that out there let us know hit us up on our uh, social media uh because i'd be interested to watch them yeah stuff, i'm something. always open to that yeah some something that's not the same old same old yeah you get trapped in these little cubes of what you get to access in this huge world of knowledge Actually, you know what? Eight Crazy Nights. I don't know. I was going to throw that out there before, but I didn't want to overdub it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's definitely an honorable mention that is great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We we had mentioned the only that earlier in the Adam week. Sandler cartoon. Yeah, from what we under from what we know, I don't think there's any other uh animated one out there. Which you should have. That was yeah. that one was funny. Yeah, it was funny. He yeah, should have done a little bit more of that. Yeah. 
So that's uh, that brings us to the end of our show. Yeah. And thanks, guys, if you tuned in the whole way, if you tuned into any episode. Um, we'd appreciate it. Stop by americanslacker.wordpress.com or on Instagram or Facebook at American Slacker Podcast. You can download our podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podcast Addict, or listen straight from our website. Uh, please go on iTunes, rate and review us. Uh, we'd appreciate five stars and let us know what you like about the show. Um, we are also on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. And yeah, get at us. Thanks again, people. And uh, I'd say that's it. And I'd say, there you go.